Good afternoon. Happy GYC again. <laughs> We're almost uh, coming to New Year. Almost a Sabbath day also. So this is going to be the last uh, meeting for 2021, I guess. Um, <clears throat> we praise the Lord. Um, my wife and I are uh, thankful to be here again to be sharing with you. But there's one thing that my wife and I are always struggling with. Every time we're asked to share testimony stories about our past, we're always praying earnestly to the Lord uh, that I, I f- we feel like there's always one person at least thinking, I can relate to that story. Maybe the person saying, I don't have desire to have a life like them. I don't have desire to have nice, fancy cars. We never have desire to um, have AP watches, Hermes bags. Watch, I mean, phone. Well, we just fancy all these good things that, uh, that are attached to uh, wealthy people. But you know what? My wife and I, we live in the mission field. First time we got exposed to mission work, to the mission field, we realized the mission work is damaged, not by by anybody else, but it's damaged because of good Seventh-day Adventists. Because why? Because many Seventh-day Adventists think they've done enough. They're in the need of nothing. Isn't it enough, Lord, that we go to church and we're active in the church on Sabbath day? Isn't that enough that we're a good vegetarian? We don't even eat eggs or cheese. Isn't that enough that uh, we dress properly? We don't use makeup. Sometimes we put ourselves in such standard, and when God is about to give us something to do, we're not willing to take it just because we're not willing to settle for anything less. We don't want to lower our standards. When God says go, we take it as if it's only, you know, it's only a theory. Okay, all right, I send some money. You know, let them go, Lord. I'm going to support their work. But we don't want to explore the, 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 the possibility that maybe God is trying to use us to be in the mission. Because of what? What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? How about the future of my children? All these questions, we don't realize these questions actually damage the mission. That's why the, the, our, our desire to seek prosperous life. You know, you may not necessarily want to drive a Lamborghini, but with the, with the mentality saying to yourself that you you're in good position. You don't have to do anything else. You know, ah, I don't live a profligacy life. I'm not materialistic like them. I'm, we're, not, uh, we're not like them. We're okay. Actually, this, within these two uh, types of persons, you can see somebody who's like materialistic, very profligate, and then there's this good Seventh-day Adventist who's just thinking they've done enough. These two things actually stem from the same source. They come from the same source. What is it? It's the love of self. 
So my friends, my brothers and sisters, my wife and I, we came here, we share a story, even though it wasn't finished yet. The only intention we have is that for you to experiment, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. You know, growing up at Seventh-day Adventist, I, I was just one of those, you know, lukewarm Seventh-day Adventists. You know, you know how you tell a lukewarm Seventh-day Adventist? They want to be delivered, not from sin, but they want to be delivered from the punishment of sin. In meetings like this, GYC, we realize, yes, uh, we want to do good things for the Lord. Amen? We expect good things. You come here all the way from wherever you are. You want to, you want to have something done in your life. Amen? You didn't come for the food, did you? <laughs> you want something by the end of this meeting. You want something done. I don't know if it's our story or somebody else's presentation, whatever. There has to be somebody, one person at least in this room, that's going to say, Lord, I'm going to Take it now. Amen. Take me by the hand and change me at any cost. Amen. You know, I remember I was a smoker before. Even though I was a Seventh-day Adventist. I fell into drugs, smoking. My wife was a Seventh-day Adventist, but, you know, she, it's, that life was uh, so familiar to her. But um, I remember when you're smoking, it's so hard to quit. Sometimes you go out at a party at night, you know, you, you're smoking a lot, and then the next day you're feeling like, oh, your throat is just, it hurts so much. At that morning, you go to the Lord, Lord, I'm so ready to quit. Why? Because your throat is hurting. You don't want to deal with the punishment of sin. But do you really want to be delivered from the sin itself? Oh, that's a good question. Because by the afternoon, you know, with the throat, the sore throat is gone. You have your lunch. <laughs> After lunch, what's a good thing to do? You light one up, right? You forgot your prayer in the morning. So we certainly don't want to be that kind of Christian, brothers and sisters. There's this element, you know, yesterday my wife and I were saying a few times, you know, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. That's John 11 verse 40. Believing has an element of time attached to it. This time is something that we don't like. If we want something done, we want it now. If we want something, mommy, give it to me now, right? Lord, if I want something, yes, I want a new life, Lord, with you, but I want it now. I don't mind sacrificing everything I have, Lord. Here, take all my money, but give it back to me tomorrow. We don't like to deal with this element of time. But God says, if you believe, if you just keep being persistent, stay in the course. I know it hurts, but it's not going to last a long time. But my wife and I decided to actually just surrender everything to the Lord. We know we understand the full consequences that there might be a possibility that God's going to take everything that we had. Oh boy, he did that. He did just that. We came to a point... In the ministry, I, in 2008, I think in the month of July, I prayed, Lord, I'm tired of this lukewarm life. I prayed like that so many times, but I think that month was a serious prayer before, compared to the prayers before. 
my wife didn't under, my wife didn't realize that I was actually praying like that. Give me new new life, Lord, at any cost. <clears throat> and then the journey that God took me was a serious journey to the point where I realized my money is starting to go more and more and more and more every day to the point that I remember a few years ago, I want to tell you a story. We were home in Indonesia. We live up in the mountain with the country, in the countryside with the village people. You know, that's where our mission post is. That's where have, we have our television station. We have clinic down there. I become a dentist, although I'm not a dentist. And then things got really tough. One evening, I realized I got no money to even buy a propane tank. You know, we have propane tank, right? It's not a hookup like you have here in America. It's not like everything is on the wall. We had to buy a propane tank. We got to go to the store and buy it. It's not a lot. It's actually cheaper here than, no, cheaper there than, than, than here. But propane tank is not a lot. Really, it's like less than $3. I don't know if you've been in that position before that you cannot even afford a propane tank to even cook for you and your family, although it's only $3. Have you had that experience? I have to raise your hands. <laughs> that, that was our experience a few years ago. I think it was 2015. While we were actually serving the Lord. At night, I gathered my family. I called my wife. I called my boys and my kids. They were like still younger before. I told them, hey, we got to pray. We got to ask for faith before asking for money. Amen. Why, Daddy? We got no money to buy a propane tank tomorrow, son. Oh, cool. What do we do? <laughs> well, you get your blades, your machete, you go up to the mountain, start chopping wood. We're going to cook with wood tomorrow. All right, that's fine. You know, that's children, you know. They're having fun even though they have no money. <laughs> they went to sleep at 1 o'clock at night. I told my wife, what have I gotten yourself into, Sandy? I'm sorry. I had the right to be angry with the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm doing something for you here, man. Aren't you going to help me out? It's just a propane tank. I was crying. My wife was just trying to console me. She said, oh, praise the Lord, my wife's converted. <laughs> Even though she was a spending monster before. <laughs> I had to apologize, Andy. I'm sorry I brought you into this kind of life. This life is just not familiar with us, with you. But I was praying to the Lord, Lord, give me faith so I can go to bed. So we went to bed the next morning, getting ready to go up to the mountain and start chopping wood. God sent somebody to knock on the, on the gate. It's just a farmer that lives uh, not so far from our house. He actually called us. Hey, where are you? I'm, I'm in the house. Well, the house looks empty from outside. Well, I'm at, at home. What, what do you need? Well, why don't you come outside? We came out outside. He handed me some of money, about $200. What is this for? Well, I met somebody that wanted to install electrical pole, and then the only place to put the electrical pole is actually right there at your farmland. So he wanted to look for you, but he couldn't find you, so he came and gave it to me, this $200 worth of money. 
I said, wow. You know what? That's how our God works. He's not going to let you down. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. You think the glory of God is when you get delivered out of your problem. No, it's not. The glory of God is when you completely surrender. Amen. You're willing to take any cost that's coming your way, any, 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 any consequences. The glory of God, when we decided, if we got no money, we can just pull out the machete and start chopping wood. That's the glory of God. Amen. The Son of Man, when we went up to the cross, He said, it is finished. Before he died, that's the glory of God. When men have no more preference, Amen. I said, Lord, Lord, if this is the way you work, please forgive me because I have been not trusting you. Why is it that, you know, Matthew 10 verse 10, he says, uh, you know, if you work, you shall get reward. Why is that? What kind of reward is that? you're going to get to know what kind of God you serve. That's why God had to take my wife and I away from the comforts of life. God said, I know it's going to hurt a little bit. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was taken to the fiery furnace. I know it's going to hurt a little bit. Not by physically. It's only mentally. Just bear with me. Amen. Come down to the fiery furnace, Sandy. Are you willing? Praise the Lord, we were willing. I'll tell you one thing. It did not hurt. We didn't get burned. It's just temporary. Sometimes it's only in your mind. Amen. Right? Okay. Praise the Lord. Every time I heard about the message, I'm always be a crying baby. Because I'm, saya berasal dari keluarga yang tidak mengenal Tuhan. Because I, I come from a family who have no idea what God is like. Saya merasa bahwa saya tidak capable untuk mempunyai pengalaman iman yang sangat berharga. I had no idea that I was actually uh, worthy, capable of experiencing all these wonderful experiences of the Lord. Saya merasa bahwa Tuhan itu terlalu jauh sempurna sehingga saya ialah orang berdosa. I just, I just thought to myself, God is somewhere like a, an entity that is so far away, not connected to me, somebody like me. Di saat saya menikah dengan suami saya, when I married my husband, di saat dia memutuskan untuk menjadi seorang misionaris, when he decided to become missionary, saya katakan kepada dia, I said to him, kamu cocok untuk menjadi seorang misionaris. Oh yeah, you you're a missionary quality. Sehingga saya memutuskan untuk menceraikan suami saya. I actually decided to actually divorce him. Kenapa saya memutuskan hal itu? Why did I decide to divorce? Karena saya tahu diri. Because I know my limitation. Saya tahu bahwa saya tidak tumbuh di dalam keluarga kebenaran. Because I know I grew up in a family that, that, that has no truth. Sehingga tidak mungkin Tuhan yang suci itu. That, that, that way there's no way that God who is all holy. Akan membantu atau memakai saya menjadi seorang pelayannya. Is willing and able to use somebody like me to, to serve him. Tapi Tuhan katakan tidak. But God said no. Saya mengenal engkau dari sejak engkau berada di kandungan ibumu, Tuhan. I know you since, the, since in your mother's womb. Dan Tuhan katakan saya Alpha dan Omega. And God says I'm the Alpha and Omega. Kalau saya panggil kamu berarti saya tahu bahwa kamu mampu. If I were to call you, I know you were able to do it. Suatu hari kamu akan menjadi pembicaraku. Some, one day you're gonna work for me. You're gonna speak about me. Kamu akan memberikan harapan yang sangat berguna bagi semua umat-umatnya. I'm gonna, you're gonna give hope to everybody. Terutama di era pandemik seperti ini. Especially in this pandemic era. 
Di saat jemaatku tertidur. Yeah, when my the whole church may be sleeping. Di saat umatku tidak mengenal siapa diriku. Yeah, when my people don't seem to understand who I am. Tahun 2021 masuk ke 2022. What 2021 entering 2022? Tuhan katakan. God said. Kamu akan pergi ke GYC. Oh, go to GYC. Kamu akan berbicara tentang harapan dari surga. You're gonna start talking about hope from heaven. Mengatakan kepada semua orang yang di mana anak-anakku. Tell everybody who's attending. Mari pulang. Come home. Sudah waktunya kita pulang. It's time for us to all to come home to return. Kita melihat keadaan dunia tidak semakin membaik. We're looking at the situation of the world is not really getting any better. Kalau kita merasa keadaan dunia akan membaik berarti kita bukan orang Advent. If we think the world is getting better then we're not seven Adventists. Kita belajar profesi. We understand prophecy. Kita tahu kita berada di mana. We understand where we are right now. Kalau kita masih mengharapkan hidup yang nyaman. If we're still expecting all this comfortable lives. Berarti kita harus dibaptis kembali. Then we gotta get rebaptized maybe. Karena apa? Because why? Kita tidak mengenal siapa Tuhan yang kita sembah. There's a good chance we don't understand who God is. Sehingga Tuhan harus memanggil Sandy dari luar sana. Then you have to call somebody like Sandy from out there. Yang besar dan tumbuh di dalam keluarga yang tidak mengenal Tuhan. Who grew up in a messed up family who did not know God. Yang tidak mempunyai harapan sama sekali. Who is really hopeless? Berdiri di hadapan anak-anak Tuhan. Standing in front of God's people. Anak-anak Tuhan. God's people here. Mari pulang. Let's all go home. Tuhan menunggu kita kembali. God is waiting for us to return. Gereja kita menunggu untuk identitas itu masuk di dalam gereja Tuhan. Though the world is waiting for us to have re relive the identity. Identitas seperti apa? What kind of identity is this? Identitas yang tidak menyombongkan diri kita. The identity that's not self-exalting. Identitas yang membawa kerendahan Tuhan masuk ke dalam gereja Tuhan. The identity that is bringing back the the humility of Christ. Kita tidak usah malu kalau kita harus hidup sederhana. You don't have to be embarrassed if you're simple and poor even. Kita tidak usah malu kalau kita harus dandan sederhana. We don't have to be embarrassed if we have to dress up really simple. Karena itulah identitas kita. Because that is our identity. Orang Advent itu ialah misionaris untuk dunia. The Seventh Adventists are missionaries for the world. Dunia sedang menunggu misionaris-misionaris itu bangkit dan bangun. The Seventh the, the whole world is waiting for Seventh Adventist people to rise up. Untuk menjadi jawaban bagi dunia yang hilang ini. To become the answers to what they are looking for. Amen. Saya uh, tadi suami saya katakan bahwa berhubung dengan waktu yang panjang. Yeah, my husband said because of the uh, long uh, short. Time. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, oh. dengan waktu. Oh, my husband said we got to make friends with time. Banyak yang tanya. Many people ask us. Apakah susah untuk menjadi pelayan Tuhan? Is it hard to become missionary? Sangat susah. Well, it's hard. Saya datang kepada Tuhan mempunyai mobil sekitar 10. Oh, we had about maybe 10 cars before. Semuanya tidak ada kredit. Oh, everything paid for. Semuanya banyak. You just name it. Tak 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 tak, right? So it's all many parked and uh, you just name it. Dan saya suka. I like that. Karena setiap kali orang datang ke rumah saya, because every time people come to our house, melihat mobil saya, oh they look at the display of cars. Mereka akan katakan, "Wow, Shandy, I really want to be like you." Yeah, they're gonna say, "I want to be like you, Shandy." Dan saya akhirnya, of course, <laughs> you're gonna be like me, right? Mm-hmm. Dan saya suka pakai pakai tas mahal. And I I love all these expensive bags. You know how you 
you put your expensive bag in like this, and you walk like this, and you know. <laughs> Hi. Can I have that, 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 that? Right? Can I have that? I pay cash. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't do credit. <laughs> cash, cash, cash. Right? Itu yang dunia inginkan. Well, that's what the world is going after. Ya Tuhan datang. That's why God has to come. Mengatakan Sandy. To my life and say, Sandy. Apakah kamu bersedia menjadi umatku? Are you willing to, to be my disciple? Saya katakan Tuhan, saya sangat bersedia. Lord, I really want to be one. Dan sangat sulit. It's 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 so hard. Suatu hari saya diundang oleh teman dekat saya. And uh, one time I got invited by a friend of mine. Teman dekat saya di dalam hidup yang lalu. A friend of mine that, that was from previous life. Mereka mencari uh, informasi tentang saya. Yeah, they were all looking for my information to, to locate me. Karena saya hilang. Because I becoming missionary, I had to disappear. Kenapa saya hilang? Because why? Karena saya make sure saya tidak berada di society yang dapat mempengaruhi pilihan saya. I had to leave the society that could actually distract my choices. Saya matikan handphone saya. I turn off my phone. Saya matikan social media media saya. I turn off the social media. Setiap hari. Every day my life. Saya hanya belajar firman Tuhan dan spirit prophecy. I was just reading the Bible and spirit of prophecy. Tapi teman saya curious untuk mencari saya. But my friends were still looking for me curiously. Akhirnya mereka mendapatkan saya. And then they finally got me. Lalu mereka coba untuk telepon mencari tahu untuk uh, menghubungi saya. And then they started to contact me. Kepada tim saya. And uh, they were contact people. They were contacting people around me. Lalu akhirnya saya berbicara dengan mereka. And then I finally spoke with them again. Lalu dikatakan Sandy, saya punya hotel bintang 5. Hey Sandy, I, I have a new hotel, a five star hotel. Saya mau uh, opening hotel saya. I have we have a grand opening in my hotel. Jadi saya ingin mengundang kamu. So I want to invite you. Apakah saya senang? Was I happy to be invited? Saya tidak senang. No, I was not happy. Karena saya melihat kulit saya. I looked at myself, my skin. Saya katakan Tuhan, kulit saya udah seperti ini Tuhan. Look at Lord, my skin is like sunburnt now. Dulu kulit saya, orang-orang dulu di, di kehidupan saya. Well, people in my previous life before. Mengatakan Sandy kulitnya. Oh, they they look at oh Sandy your skin. Lalat aja bisa terpleset katanya. You know, a fly if it were to land on your skin, the fly would just fall fall off. <laughs> yeah. Tetapi sekarang Tuhan lihat kulit saya. But look at me now, Lord. Kulit saya udah seperti ini. I've been working in the sun. It's not. It's like this now. Karena kenapa? Why? Saya punya asisten. Because I have I had assistants. Di saat saya ikut Tuhan, asisten saya tidak kerja lagi dengan saya. When I started following the Lord, my assistant stopped working for me. Saya tidak pernah pakai tangan ini untuk sesuatu yang kotor dan kasar. I never use his hands for anything dirty or rough work. Di saat saya ikut Tuhan. When I follow the Lord. Tuhan suruh saya potong rumput. Uh, you you mow the grass, uh, work in the field. Saya lihat mesin potong rumput. And then I see this uh, device to cut the grass with. Saya menangis. I started crying. Saya katakan, Lord, give me faith. This is really hard, Lord. I don't know what is that. But Lord, I know you are willing to teach me. And I'm willing to, to give my... To, what? To learn. To learn. And then, you know, saya... I thank God, I make it, right? <laughs> It's just only a grass, that God says. It's small. Okay, I do it. And then, saya melihat kulit saya, warnanya sudah... Orang yang berada di matahari. And then I, I look like somebody who spent all day in the sun now. Lalu saya ngaca. And I look at myself in the mirror. Saya katakan Tuhan lihat muka saya. Hey Lord, look at my face now. 
Muka saya udah nggak pakai apa-apa lagi tuh. I don't use anything anymore, Lord. Saya dulu punya hair stylist. I had my own hair stylist before. Every day they do my hair. The hair stylist was the hair stylist would come to my house. Oh, it's was okay. it English? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Every That day always they... happens. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to make him busy, right? Every day they they do my hair, my nails, everything. Meskipun saya nggak pergi kemana-mana. Even though I had nowhere to go. Tapi sekarang saya udah nggak punya hair stylist lagi tuh. But now I don't have any hair stylist anymore. Bahkan rambut saya sudah tidak terurus. Hey, look at my hair is all messy. Tuhan lihat baju saya. Hey, look at my dress now. Look at my clothing. Saya sudah tidak pakai baju-baju kotor lagi anymore. Tuhan, aduh. I don't use couture dresses anymore, Lord. Udah nggak ada Salvatore Ferragamo lagi, Tuhan. There's no Salvatore Ferragamo. There's no Prada anymore. There's no Louis Vuitton anymore. There's no Chanel. Lord, how do I do? I just go to what? To the thrift store. Really, Lord? Goodwill, it is. Goodwill. Oh, I love Goodwill. Right? Goodwill. <laughs> I say to the Lord, Lord, what should I do? God says, you need to go there. And then I go to the garage, I see my car. Oh, yes, right. Look at this car, Lord. This is pot-pot car. Are you really want me to go there? And God says, yes, you still need to go there. And then, akhirnya saya... You got no more weapon, no more weapon. to fight with. <laughs> no more weapon to fight my enemy, right? You know, when, I, when in my previous life, our friends is our enemy. Why are we buying nice car? Why are we buying fancy dress? Why are we buying a fancy bag and everything? Because we want to make sure... You impress people that you don't like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? So I tell God, Tuhan, biarlah kendakmu yang jadi. Uh, Lord, your will be done. Saya mulai menyetir. I took this pot-pot car. Saya berdoa di saat saya menyetir. I was praying while I was driving. Karena mobil suka mogok-mogok. Because this car would break down any time. Saya katakan Tuhan, jangan sampai mogok. And Lord, at least help me to get there. Tolong saya. Akhirnya puji Tuhan, mobilnya tidak mogok. And then praise the Lord, the car didn't break. Lalu sampailah mobil itu di hotel teman saya. We got to the hotel that belonged to my friend. Sudah hampir mau masuk, saya telepon teman saya. I, I was entering the lobby, I called up my friend. Saya mulai gemetar ya. I was starting to shake. Saya mulai melihat kaca, saya mulai menangis. I started to cry, I looked at myself in the mirror. Saya katakan, Tuhan, kalau memang hari ini engkau ingin mempermalukan saya. Lord, if today, if you're really going to embarrass me today. Saya akan terima itu. I'm gonna take it from you, Lord. Selama aku dapat mengenal engkau. As long as I know, I get to know you. Saya telepon teman saya. I call up my friend from the hotel. Saya katakan saya sudah hampir di lobi. I'm coming into the lobby. Oh, teman saya yang punya hotel datang. Oh, the owner of the hotel came to the lobby. Saya mulai because kenapa saya melihat mereka sangat sempurna. I started to look at my friends who are coming to the lobby. They're all perfectly looking. From the bottom to the top, right? They all perfect. From the teeth, they just like he ting, you know? I was like, ooh. Okay, right? Everything. Lalu teman saya bilang. Then my friend called me. Sandy, kamu parkir aja di lobby. And then my friend said, Sandy, you park in the lobby. Saya katakan saya nggak mau. No, 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 no. Karena saya pakai mobil pat-pat car. I got my pat-pat car. No, saya lihat di, di lobby ada Ferrari. Oh, I look at the lobby. Ada Maybach. Maybach. Oh, uh, what's the other one? I think I forgot that. <laughs> right, that's Bentley. 
Saya bilang nggak mungkin Tuhan mobil saya jelek ini harus diparkir di dalam mobil, di antara mobil-mobil itu. Lord, don't let me park my car among those cars. Terus teman saya panggil orangnya. My, my friend call up the valley guy. Parkir mobil ini di depan situ. This car is going right there in the front. Katakan, on the lobby. Saya katakan thank you. Saya parkir di situ, lalu saya bilang sama teman saya, so saya I, tidak mau parkir di situ. I parked the car, but I told my friend that I don't want to park here. Lalu teman saya katakan, I, my friend said, Sandy ini mobil yang paling mahal di antara mobil yang lainnya. Sandy, your car is indeed the most expensive car here in this lobby. Kita tahu siapa engkau, Sandy. Because I know who you are, Sandy. Kita tahu siapa engkau yang tidak pernah ngalahin kita. Because I know we know who you are that never really Uh, got defeated by any of us. Kamu datang seperti ini. Now you coming like this. Seakan-akan kamu memberikan damai kepada kami. You're actually giving us peace here. Bahwa kami mempunyai harapan bila Tuhan ingin merubah kami. That we look at you, we know we have hope with God. Isn't it amazing? Amen. Praise the Lord. Kita tidak tahu bahwa sebenarnya Orang dunia menginginkan jawaban itu dari hidup kita. Sometimes we are us as Seventh Day Adventists. We don't realize the worldly people even they are actually looking for that kind of answer from us. Mereka menginginkan jawaban terlebih dari pandemik ini. Well, even during this pandemic, they're still looking for for answers in their life. Mereka menelpon saya. They're all calling us still. Mereka mengatakan sekarang kita tahu uh, alasan engkau mengambil jawab mengambil uh, tujuan hidupmu. And then now they're saying, Sandy, now we understand why you made the choices that you made long time ago. So God's people. God is speaking. Church. Gereja Tuhan. Oh, God's church. Bangkit. Now it's time for us to rise. Tuh, orang-orang di dunia sedang menunggu jawaban itu dari hidup kita. Yeah, people in the world, they're actually seeking for answers from us. Kita tidak bisa hanya komplain gereja Tuhan. We can't just be complaining to the church. Kita tidak bisa komplain dengan orang tua kita. We can be complaining to our parents. Kita harus melakukan sendiri untuk diri kita. We gotta do our own part. Apa yang kita ingin gereja itu dapatkan dari kita? So what do we want the church to give us? Jadi kita masuk gereja bukan untuk mencari. So actually we go to church not to seek. Kita masuk gereja untuk memberi pengalaman-pengalaman itu. We go to church because we want to share. The Biarlah pengalaman-pengalaman itu membangkitkan umat-umat Tuhan. So let this experience actually arise God's people in the church. Membangkitkan misionaris-misionaris yang mungkin sekarang sedang tertidur. And to awaken all the missionaries who may be just sleeping right now. Tapi tidak akan tertidur lagi. And then someday, someday soon, these people are not going to be sleeping anymore. Karena hari ini saya yakin dan percaya. Because today I believe strongly. Ada seorang Sandy yang mungkin dulu datang ke event seperti ini. There's at least one Sandy who came to this event like this. Yang sedang menangis akan dirinya. Who's actually crying about himself yang or herself. Yang sedang ingin berubah akan dirinya. This person who's really desiring to change. Dan mengatakan pada hari ini Tuhan. And saying to the Lord, Lord, today. Berikan. Cerita yang Sandy, yang Tuhan berikan kepada Sandy. Lord, give me the story that you give to Sandy. Menjadi pengalaman hidup saya. And to give me, the, the, uh, to, to, to fill my life uh, with Dan the similar story. Dan saya katakan kepada orang itu. And I want to say to that person. Jangan takut. Hey, don't be afraid. Kalau Sandy tidak mati. That Sandy didn't die. Kamu juga tidak akan mati. And you shall not die. Kamu akan mengenal Tuhan. You're going to get to know who he is. Dan kamu akan sangat dekat dengan Tuhan. And you're going to get really close to him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I 
Amen. Um, you know, as Seventh-day Adventists, as students of prophecy, we know the end of all things, right? There's going to be one test. We know what that test is. It has something to do with day of worship? All right. But actually, when you look deeper, it has something to do with what? Buying and selling. Why do you think that is? At the very end, the ultimate test, everything that we all learn as ever they have this, all the studies that we've done, all the preaching that we've heard, testimonies that we witness. At the end of everything, you're all going to be tested. Each of us is going to be tested. That test has something to do with buying and selling. In other words, that test has something to do with your dependence on money. Mercy. Mercy. Why do you think that is? You know, when you uproot something, right? Like a plant, you try to uh, uproot the whole plant. There's that one root that is so deep, the deepest root, the strongest, the hardest to take out is the very first root that was produced by the plant. The very first product of sin is found in Genesis 3.19. Because the land is cursed. You're going to eat off the land. With the sweat of thy face, you shall eat your bread. What does that mean? You know, I'm not a theologian, but you know, the sweat of thy face, you know, thank goodness for technology, you know, you can find out the words. It has connotation of what? Worries, anxiety. Only to to eat your bread, you're going to worry that much? God is asking this. It's only food, man. You don't have to worry that much. But it's because the land is cursed. We have to toil and work off the land for us to be able to eat. We worry so much. That first product of sin has to be uprooted in the very last stage before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Because why? Once you get that uprooted, the kingdom of grace shall be established. What does that mean? What is grace? First Peter two nineteen. First Peter two nineteen. Oh, this is one of my favorite verses. For this is thankworthy. You know, there's another translation. The thankworthy. The Greek word is charis. For it is grace. For it is grace if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Oh, praise the Lord. If we suffer wrongfully, if we think we're working for the Lord, yet Lord is actually taking our hands into the fiery furnace. These three young men got taken to the fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Because why? Because they're obedience. Do they deserve to get treated like that? No, man. But if you look closer, the verse says this. For what, it, what glory it is, what glory is it, if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye shall do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with the Lord. Meaning what? 
working with the Lord, you're going to enter this phase. You may be wondering, why is he taking me to this kind of life, Lord? My wife and I are asking the same question. For years, we decided to follow the Lord. In 2008, Ramon and Chandy started praying. I, I started praying. Lord, give me a new life. I know it's going to hurt. But when it's actually happening to us, we're like, Lord, I don't deserve this. But God says, believe. You will see the glory of God. Keep going to the point where you shall no longer have preferences. That's a total surrender. Lord, bring me to the fiery furnace. God is going to bring you to the second mile. You know, what is the second mile? What's the second mile? If somebody asks you to walk one mile, you walk two miles. Somebody pays you to work one day. Work two days. How many days you had to work? You, you, you have to be willing to work as good Christians. One day. You got to be willing to work two days. This is completely beyond the, 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 the understanding of flesh. This is us as Christians. Even though you are obedient to the Lord, even though you are following His will, once you start asking the Lord, He gives you answer, and then you start doing according to the answer. If He does bring you to the fiery furnace, it is thankworthy. Because why? Because you're going to get to know who He is. Did the fiery furnace kill the three young men? No. No. What is the glory of God? Is it when they're in the fire, they yet did, they didn't get burned? Is it the glory of God? No. Go back earlier. The glory of God is once you start, you, you understand, you become obedient to the Lord, yet He's bringing you the steps down to the fiery furnace. That's the glory of God. That is the second mile. Us as Seventh-day Adventists, I think it's time that we go to the new life. We go home, not when Jesus comes yet. When my wife says we go home, what is home for us? Come to life of spirit. Whatever is born by the flesh is flesh. Whatever is born by the spirit is spirit. Yes, God is going to allow us to hurt a little bit, but not a lot. My wife and I experienced this thing for years. We praised the Lord. We stayed. We remained in the, we remained in the course. Are we suffering still? No, we're not suffering. Yes, we're suffering in a way, but you know what? We get used to it. It doesn't get heavy, the weights. You just get stronger, right? Okay. Maybe now I'm going to talk to the mothers because all of the mothers, Uh you know, (laughs) we are the person who's really scared to learn about faith because we see the kids, how God, how, bagaimana mereka bisa makan. Oh, because mothers always ask, how are they going to eat? Bagaimana sekolahnya mereka? How about their school? Saya punya tiga anak. We have three kids. Satu namanya Abraham. First one is Abraham. Daniel and Abigail. Daniel and Abigail. Abraham dan Daniel sebelum saya ikut Tuhan dia sekolah di international school. Abraham and Daniel, well, they they experienced that that life before with us. They were in international school. Di Indonesia. 
International School uh, TK itu mahalnya minta ampun ya. On the kindergarten, uh, the international school is so ridiculously expensive. Kita masukkan anak kita di situ supaya itu menjadi suatu apa ya kebanggaan. We put our kids there in that school only for one purpose, pride. Jadi di saat saya ikut Tuhan, saya menarik anak-anak saya dari sekolah mahal itu. So when I follow the Lord, I pulled up my children from that school. Saya katakan Tuhan. Lord, uang sekolah untuk anak-anak saya. The money that we use for for school tuition dapat saya berikan untuk menjadi uh, jiwa di dalam ladang. I could use it in the mission field to become the souls for you. Dan saya katakan kepada anak-anak saya. I tell my kids. Saya akan menjadi guru bagi kalian semua. I will be your teacher from now on. Sehingga waktu berjalan. And times went by. Dan saya sudah lupa bagaimana mempunyai keinginan untuk menyekolahkan anak-anak saya di dalam sekolah yang apa ya bilangnya berbayar mungkin ya? Yeah. Yeah, right? Fancy schools. <laughs> berbayar mungkin ya. Yeah. Well, I, I had forgotten at that point that you know what it's like to put kids in 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 good school. Saya sudah lupa. I I got rid of that dream. Saya katakan kepada anak saya bukan berarti kamu tidak sekolah, bukan berarti kamu tidak terdidik. I said to my kids, you don't go to school, but it doesn't mean that you're not educated. Saya ibumu akan berusaha untuk mendidikmu. I'm gonna train you myself as a mother. Sehingga beberapa bulan yang lalu, so a few months ago, saya pergi ke Michigan. I was in Michigan. I'm sorry. Saya pergi di camp meeting. Went to a camp meeting. Lalu kami disuruh orang untuk melihat sekolah. And then uh, somebody came to us and say, Hey, you look at this school. Lalu wah sekolahnya bagus. I asked, oh, it's a nice school. Tapi saya tahu diri. But I know myself. Saya katakan Tuhan, saya bukan madam lagi. Lord, I'm not a madam anymore. Saya ialah misionaris. I'm a missionary. Misionaris in the front line. I'm in the front line in the mission. Jadi kalau misionaris di front line, the missionary in the front line, kita belajar bekerja dengan iman. We work with faith. Lalu saya katakan Tuhan, I said Lord, saya tidak mempunyai cita-cita menyekolahkan anak saya. I don't have desire anymore to put my school even in school. Lalu sekolah itu mulai memberitahu, ah ini begini-begini, ini harga untuk sekolah. School was presenting all this fancy stuff, tuition. Untuk, ya, saya katakan Tuhan. I said, Lord. Saya sudah tidak mampu. I, I don't, I can't do it anymore. Saya iya aja. I said, yeah, alright. Lalu saya pergi ke booth saya. I went back to our booth, we had a booth there. Lalu ada seorang suami istri. And then there's a couple, husband and wife. Saya sudah lupa dan saya sudah tidak punya keinginan untuk menyekolahkan. I had no more desire to put my kids in this whatever school. Lalu pasangan suami istri ini datang. A husband and wife came. Lalu katakan. And said. Sandy. Sandy. Bagaimana sekolah anak-anakmu? How about the kids' school? Saya katakan sekolah anak-anak saya baik-baik aja karena mereka uh, they're homeschool. Okay. They're homeschool. Jadi they're okay. Sandy, Tuhan menyuruh saya untuk memberikan sesuatu bagi kamu. Well, Sandy, God inspired upon us to help to, to do something with you. Saya katakan apa itu? What is it? Tuhan menyuruh saya untuk memberikan uang nominal ini kepada kamu. God inspired upon us to give this certain amount of money to you. Untuk Tuhan katakan untuk dipakai untuk menyekolahkan anakmu. To be used for your kids school particularly. Saya di situ langsung ya. Saya katakan kepada Ramon. I said to my husband. I been homeschool Abraham since he was eight. I homeschool Abraham since he was eight. Oh. <laughs> And he, now he is 19. Dan Tuhan katakan, Sandy. And God said, Sandy. Meskipun kamu tidak tidak punya keinginan lagi untuk memakai uangmu untuk sekalipun untuk anak-anakmu. Although you desire no longer to put your kids in the school. Tapi saya Tuhanmu. 
But I am your God. Saya akan menyekolahkan anakmu di tempat itu. I'm going to put your kid in that school. God has a thousand way. Of which we know not one. Amen. <laughs> saya katakan kepada anak saya. I said to my son. Abraham. Tuhan yang menyekolahkan kamu. I said to Abraham, God is the one that's putting you in Dan school. Dan ingat. Remember one di thing. Di sekolah itu. In that school. Kamu ialah anak misionaris. You are the missionary son. Anak misionaris. The son of a missionary. Kamu harus melakukan second miles. You got to do the second mile. Kamu tidak boleh malas. You can't be lazy. Karena apa? Because why? Karena anak-anak yang lain ingin melihat bahwa Tuhan itu hidup di dalam hidup. Because all the kids want to look at you that God is alive in your life. Amen. We're going to close you with this thought. At the end of all things, there's only going to be two groups of people. Two groups, not three. You know, there's a saying, money makes a great servant, but a bad boss. So what is money to you in your life? Is money your servant? Or is money really your boss? There's two groups of people are comprised. There's two groups of people. There's two groups are present here in this room. If you're not A, then you're B. Does that mean we've got to sell everything we have now? No. Do we have to feel bad we're not missionary in the front line? That we're still working in a bank, in a company? You don't have to feel bad. You've got to feel bad if you work in a company for yourself, not for the Lord. You've got to feel bad if you're working in a company only for the paycheck, not because you're a missionary in that front line. Let's ask the Lord to consecrate whatever we have so the people around us will see the glory in Jesus through our lives. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, Lord, for giving Jesus as an example. Amen. Give us a life that we may never have lived before, the life that we may be scared, but you said, don't be dismayed because I am your God. Do not be fearful, because I am with you. I'm going to hold you with my right hand. They will bring you victory. Give us the victory right now, Lord. Thank you for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Take us by the hand. We long to see each other in the sea of glass when Jesus comes. In Jesus' name, amen. This message was recorded at the GYC conference, Nothing, in Houston, Texas. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to challenge and inspire young people to take sacrificial initiative for Christ and to see Jesus finish the work in this generation. For other resources like this, visit us online at gycweb.org.